All right, gang, so just a quick heads up. Uh, instead of doing what I've been promising for ages, which is to get around to that audiobook, instead I went ahead and compiled all 10 years of the Blue Skies writing that I did and put it together in a fucking book. It's going to go on Amazon here real damn quick, listed as the Lunatic Fringe book. You'll be able to find it in pretty much any of the marketplaces that Amazon has. It is literally every single word I ever wrote from that magazine, and it's all put together in nice book form. You can buy it in ebook, you can buy it in paperback, and believe it or not, you can even buy it in fucking hardback. Uh, again, it's going to be available here really, really soon. This one not only includes all the articles that were in the first fucking pilot book, but about 60 more articles. It's got 350 or so pages of some pretty funny, inappropriate, and hopefully informative shit. So check it out. Blue skies call. They seduce us, pulling us irresistibly upwards, reminding us to fly our own line, on our wings, and in life. We are the seekers, adventurers, being one with the air, feeling everything and nothing at once. That's the magic we chase. Follow the call. Find your pure wild flight with NZ Aerosports. Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe, there's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model, or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot, the Crossfire 3 when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch, the JFX 2 if you're looking to up your new swoop game, the Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. So, the equipment is top-of-the-line kick-ass stuff, as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com, and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, 
Once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. This one's on location, and as we've been doing, I'm going to dive right into it and get started. Tell me, who the fuck are you, and what do you do? Hello, my name is Bailey Ricky, also known as the fucking daughter. Hey, you are the fucking daughter, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I am um, a recent law school graduate, Akron Law School. Um, now pretty much just prepping for the bar and... Yeah, I have a Europe trip planned. That's pretty much all I got you going on. You fucking graduated law school. I know. You fucking graduated law school. How can I be the father of a law school graduate? I mean, I think I think it just comes out naturally. You know, I've, I've had two extremes. I have the mom with the white picket fence, and then I've got the dad that jumps out of planes. Yeah, so. fair enough. But I just don't understand how any of my genes contributed to someone smart enough to graduate from law school. I've just Forrest Gumped my way through life. <laughs> Well, I mean, fuck it, worked for Forrest. I think it worked for you, <laughs> too, enough. man. Fair enough. All right. So, wait, we got somebody else sitting here. Who the fuck are you? Hello, I am Chris Gazetta. I guess I would be considered the fucking boyfriend. The fucking boyfriend. The fucking daughter. Uh, just a standard college student going for my marketing degree. Uh, nothing real special, I guess. Resident stoner of our friend group. But, uh, Fair enough. That. Fair enough. All right. That's, hey, uh, I like it. I like it. That's actually something I'm a lot more in line with than, than law schools, for sure. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm not smart enough to do any of that. I, she, she talks and I, I listen, but, uh, sometimes my eyes glaze over and I just think in my head, like, uh, man, I wish I could just keep up with this conversation. Just, sure. just a little bit, you know? I mean, I learned a long time ago when you glaze over, just nod. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Don't mean to, but sometimes it's a lot of big words real fast. So you, it's you okay. just kind of. Legalese is boring <laughs> as hell. I yeah. hate using it as well, but saying big word also makes you intimidating to other yeah, people. Fair so enough. sometimes fair I whip enough. it out. So now, how did you get to the point where you're graduating law school, but we, you could have gone dramatically different paths knowing your pedigree? Because yes. you growing up very young, well, well, let's just try it this way. Your first real solid memories of me mm -hmm. probably involve trailers and people falling out of airplanes. Yes, yes. Um, a bathroom that was an outhouse, which as a seven-year-old who had not camped yet... It was quite an interesting experience. I just remember uh, getting picked up. Was it a red convertible? Uh, I, I think, think so. I think it was a red convertible. Yeah. Picked me up in Canton, Ohio. Hashtag most boring place on the planet. Um, picked me up in Ohio and we drove for, what is it, seven, eight hours to New Jersey? Something like that. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was a decent. We made it in a day, though. Decent little drive. To Cross Keys. Yep. 
cross keys. I've always wanted to ask because I know we've talked about it before and it was a, it was always been funny, but how freaked out were you at seven years old when you discovered that the 17 foot pop-up trailer Mm -hmm. was literally your dad's home? It was definitely jarring. Definitely jarring. I mean, you did pick me up from a I picked you up in something that fit in the garage of the house you were being raised in. Yep, yep. It was, I don't know. I guess when you're a kid, you don't see that kind of stuff. It was just different than what I or knew. you didn't see it. But, yeah, I just, I, I was like, oh, shit, this is what skydivers do. Cool, cool. I mean, well, so that's the thing. Was it was it uh, jarring and kind of nerve-wracking that, oh, fuck, I'm staying in this, this little trailer with my dad and this actually is his home? Or was it a... Oh wow! This is where people jump out of airplanes, and this is the cool stuff that they do. I mean, I think I thought it was cool. I definitely thought it was cool. I love from the ride up to there. I mean, it was just this fun. It looked like a carnival for lunatics, and I loved it. It was a carnival. For it lunatics. was especially at that. That was the nerve wracking part about you coming to Cross Keys when you came. Is that's when it was at its craziest. And oh, for anybody that's listened to the podcast for a while now, and you've heard all these wild, crazy stories about Cross Keys. That is when I chose to take my seven-year-old daughter yes. to the drop zone. So again, yes. Forrest Gumping my way through life because it could have turned out dramatically different. Well, and hey, I, I used that experience to write a phenomenal college entrance essay. Yeah, we'll get to that for sure. There you go. We'll get to that. So um, during that trip, um, you met a, a bunch of really wild characters. Mm-hmm. Um, you fell in love with one. Jacko. Fucking Jacko. First man who stole my heart. Jesus. At seven <laughs> years old. I'm sorry, dude. At seven years old, she was hooked on Jackson. Still still has a flame for him, I'm sure. Come on. To the this accent. Day. The accent and the hair. The man should be a walking hair commercial. Fuck him because his hair just keeps getting <laughs> thicker amazing. every year. It's, it's ridiculous. amazing. Ridiculous. It's not even fair. Well, you also met um, you met guys and girls at the drop zone. Mm-hmm. You met a guy that we've talked about on the podcast before, name of Craig Kuski. Do you remember the guy that made you the dollar rings? Yes, yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. He was dead a month later. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about he's, that. Yeah, he's the oh one that dropped dad. Yeah, a month later. We did, Obviously, we didn't talk about that kind of shit when you were that young. No, 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 no. But is he the one that flagged Pancake? You tried to get yeah, CPR he's, too? Yeah, he's the one that hit the basketball court and that I did CPR with. And yeah. Even though nothing was seeping out, it was all seepage yeah, inside. Yeah, it was not good. Oh, it was not good. Yeah, but he was, it's kind of funny because he had a really bad reputation, but I'll never forget how cool he was with you in mm-hmm. that 15 or 20 minutes we were with him. Yeah. And I was always so impressed with the way he behaved with you. So I always had a great impression. Oh, yeah, that. I never, because, you know, kid, kids can always pick up on weird, awkward vibes. And yep. he was he was just a genuine guy. Yeah. Yep. Walked up, gave me a ring. I was so amazed. How in the hell did you fold a dollar bill into this? And I he thought did. it was the coolest thing. He did, dressed in, in incredibly filthy shorts yep. and looking like a dirtbag. And he was probably high as fuck at the time. Yeah, that or drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like cross that. keys, man. Well, we made it away from that one, I think, without giving you too hideous of an experience. No, and I tried no. to turn it into... Oh, yeah, it's just a camping trip. This isn't actually how I live kind of thing. Oh, God. And it wasn't even that I was embarrassed uh, at it because I was having a great time living that life. But as a dad, you want to give a different impression. Yeah, yeah. But I also knew that back in Ohio where you lived, Mm -hmm. you had a great home life. So this was kind of an adventure. Yeah, it's... I don't know. The most sometimes the most stable stuff is the most boring. Sure. And you've always offered me a phenomenal adventure that I never ever get back at home. <laughs> well, and now I need it. You now, always need it. As you've as you've gotten older, uh, obviously you didn't pursue my lifestyle. You've made a couple of skydives. Yes, I've made about three. 
but obviously that lifestyle wasn't as big a draw to you. But at what point did you get old enough to go? Did you ever decide the shit that my dad and his friends do is just weird or over the top? Was Mm -hmm. it something you didn't talk about or was it something you told people about? I mean, I've always, I mean, I've always bragged about you. That's always, it's just such a cool thing. They're like, oh, where's your dad? I was like, oh, just, you know, like living in some crazy place, jumping out of planes or flying people in planes. But I mean, you know, I've always had a very typical and steady life, not shoved down my throat, but very much, (laughs) very much encouraged. And, uh, and also I'll be a hundred percent real with you. If one thing John has instilled in me, it is money. And yes. so I was thinking of a job where I could make, you know, a decent living for myself. And eventually when it came down to it, when I was thinking in college, I was either like a psychologist or a lawyer. An attorney. Yeah. An attorney. Well, yeah. it's very cool. Yeah. I mean, how was it growing up? You and I have lived the long distance lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. We've, we've done it, had the adventures and everything, but you had a, a phenomenal upbringing with your mother and your stepfather. Mm-hmm. Um, who I give all the credit to. Um, and then you had kind of the wild side with me. Yeah. Um, there had to have been some tension there, though, because, I mean, you and I have been able to go out and have a lot of fun, and then I send you back home after having yes. a lot of fun, and you have to live this normal life. Yes. Has that been a, a, a cause of big tension? Uh, tension within myself or tension with Both. Mom? Both. <laughs> Both. Tension within myself, um, if anything, it's made me more restless with my life back in Canton. Obviously, I think once you get to see amazing parts of the world and do cool-ass stuff, you don't want to go back to a boring day where you walk outside of your house and it's a Saturday night and you have to audibly say, is there anything to do tonight? (laughs) And that's just kind of the place where we live. That's just how it is. Fair enough. But it's... uh, with. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you're, you're you're the cool dad. So it's always easy being the cool dad. I mean, we don't get in many fights. We have, obviously, bicker, like we bicker when we're together sometimes. Yeah, but we we'll bicker get... in Venice. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> in singular times. But still, and also, I mean, we've had every kid and parent have their, like, of issues. Course. But you get to be the parent that I'm never really mad at. I never really have much to be mad at you for. And I have sometimes more... Or more to say. Sure. Well, to, and that is by far, it, I will be the first one to admit, really unfair to your mother yeah. and your stepfather. Not that I'm not always going to take advantage of that of fact. Course. You, you, you use what you got. Um, but all credit to them, big time, because they did the heavy lifting and I got to have fun. Well, and if it makes you feel any better, they've said I've been a remarkably good kid. So I don't think I don't I don't think they had too much trouble. But I gave I threw some I threw some parties. I made some damage. I've done my damage. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Well, because I I mean, I know I'm the irresponsible uh, effect Mm -hmm. on you. (laughs) I know I I pushed that. Well, we did get a tattoo together today. It was also it was my idea actually. That's our second father daughter tattoo. It is. It is. Last one was in Bali. Yes. Yes. Indeed, it was. That one was your idea as well. Please tell them what you got. Oh, I got him the most awful tattoo to have to have as a pilot, and I didn't think about it for a second. Um, I got the outline of a twin otter plane, and he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Everybody that's listening to this podcast, just all the pilots and most of the skydivers just cringed. Yes, I have a twin otter tattoo on me. It was my fault. She insisted that we get it. Mine is teeny itty bitty. Yeah, he got it so small. I had to explain to her, I'm like, do you have any idea how fucking pretentious it is for a pilot to get the plane he flies tattooed on him? 
Well, he I told also, me this as we're standing outside of the shop. I also realized that any pilots listening to this that have tattoos of planes on them are now pissed at me. Oh, yeah. But I have one, yeah. too, so fuck off. Exactly. It's, fair. it's, fair. it's, it's all in all. One of us. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> so now you guys met very young. High school? Yeah. yeah. High school. Sophomore year? Sophomore yeah, year. when I Soph- transferred over. Yep. Sophomore year of high school. When did you officially become the fucking boyfriend? Uh... Not till after, like, a week after graduation, senior. More than a week. I mean, it was, like, senior trip, so that was, like, I don't know. My timeline must be messed up then. But, uh, oh, July. So yeah. that's only two months after graduation, yeah, I guess. Not, like, not. a whole week, I guess. I'm totally but, seeing the couple aspect yeah, of this yeah. shit. Yeah. You see her guiding me to the right <laughs> yeah, 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 I do. Yeah, I saw no that. Worries. I do. I saw guiding. that. Um, so I just had, I had to think of that, that date. But, uh, yeah, so July, two months afterwards, and... Uh, it's been we're going on seven years this yeah. july so yeah. i've been kind of she's kept me around i guess you know? <laughs> nice nice well and she's dragged you around too as well uh, um yeah a couple cool places you've joined us uh, around the world a couple of places yeah a couple a uh, couple different islands cross seas uh gotten a couple cruises here and then just the yeah. one i guess but that's i mean still something i never got to do but yeah with you i mean jumping out of an, a plane and uh, getting to chill on probably one of the nicest beaches I'll ever go to. Bali. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. That was some shit. Yeah. That was good yeah, stuff. That was a, a great time. I'll never forget Chengu. that one. Right. All right, Pete Yeah, the fact that we probably will never get back there ever. Uh, you never know. Breaks my heart. You never know. Yeah. You can hold At least hope. to the same spot. Yeah. Right. The that same was spot. just, that was a, oh, that was a spot. Yeah. For anybody listening, we're talking about Changu in Bali, which unfortunately is not what it used to be. It's still an amazing spot, but it's we were there during the golden years. Yes. To be specific, we're talking about Old Man's Bar. Old yeah, man's, old, man's old Man's Bar, man's which is now no more, yeah. and and yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Now it wasn't that trip, but it was the was it the trip before or after that you got to make your first jump? Uh, trip before, mm-hmm. yeah. That yeah, was the so, trip before you got to jump out of the airplane. I got to take you guys flying up in between all the buildings. Yeah, and we flew through the some... city and we did some flybys that kind of made pretty, my heart go to my butthole. Pretty cool stuff. <laughs> and, pretty cool uh, stuff. Yeah, that was a fun time. Now, yeah. was something like jumping out of airplanes something you had thought about before you knew she was related to an idiot that jumps out of airplanes all the time? Yeah, so like we have kind of like a little fa- like running joke in the family because my dad's gone a couple times. And we just like tease him about it because he's a big goofy bastard, you know, and he looks like Bigfoot. So it's just like the image of him like fl- flying out of a plane is like hilarious. So like we've talked about it and stuff and I thought it'd be cool. Um, never thought I'd actually get like a real opportunity to do it. Um, and then, yeah, when when she told me we were going on this trip and then that that would be like included, that was like day two or three. Three, I think of just like being there, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like break, first time being in a brand new country overseas, doing like something epic within three days of being there. Uh, yeah, I mean that was crazy. I wasn't necessarily scared to do it, but I mean if you're not nervous falling out of a plane at what, what's the height that we do it at thirteen thousand, yeah, then you're a complete psychopath, you know? yeah. or I mean a trained. Um, psychopath like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, trained psychopath still gets yeah. scared. Yeah. Oh yeah, you should. When she made her first jump, um, it was uh, I. I was gonna try and get her to jump with Jacko. Yeah. Because um, she had this whole history with Jacko. <laughs> he was out of the country; otherwise, he would have done it. 
Uh, and I thought about it and I'm like, you know, if I'm gonna set this jump up, I wanna make sure she has a great time. So, sorry, I set her up with a six foot four inch, really handsome Italian Italian guy man. To take her on her first skydive. But it was funny because everybody was asking me if I was gonna take her on the jump. And this is where the, the, the fear in skydiving comes in in a really different way. Yeah. I was terrified to take her. I wouldn't take her. Just in case there was the one in a million chance I mm -hmm. fuck something yeah. up, I jumped with her, yeah. mm -hmm. held her hand on the way down, came up, waved at her and all that shit. But yeah. I'm like, no, I can't be responsible. I'll be too that, nervous. Yeah, I'm going to give this deal. to somebody else. <laughs> and it was funny because the guy that I gave her to is like, I'm really, re thank you so much for trusting me and all this. And I promise I'll behave myself. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you fucking better. <laughs> you got to. Well, because the old joke is, well, a, a, a guy by the name of Paul Wetzel, uh, who went by the name Weasel that I used to jump with in okay. Las Vegas years and years and years back, uh, had a saying he would say all the time, if you don't want your daughter to get fucked, don't bring her to a drop zone. Mm -hmm. So my That's fear was fair. never her jumping out of airplanes. My fear was her meeting someone like Jacko yeah. uh, <laughs> that she would fall in love with that would be age appropriate that yeah. I couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's a legitimate fear. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely terrifying. So I'm re that was the biggest reason I was really happy you didn't fall into that lifestyle. Not because of the jumping mm -hmm. and not because jumpers aren't really cool because it's amazing. It's just that because we are so damn cool, we instill a lot of really stupid decisions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we're just a big bag of bad yeah. choices sometimes. Makes you, like, yeah. rethink bringing your kid to work day. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Like, I don't know if I can do that, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, which is why I was glad that uh, um, you enjoyed the jump but weren't embracing the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So I'm very glad that there was that balance between this and that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now looking back, because you and I had to do things so differently is there anything looking back you'd change is there anything that you would have wanted done differently or is there anything that you would have wanted more of mm. and i ask this specifically because there's a lot of people listening to this podcast pat podcast that are doing exactly what you and i did yeah we're just on the tail end of it you're now an adult yeah. so i get to ask you all the questions did, all right what did i fuck up oh <laughs> it's well partly it some of it definitely wasn't your fault because <laughs> i like that she starts with yeah. that I love my mother to death and the thing that switches it is because she loves me so much she is so so mama bear so territorial over me and as we already explained you are already the cool dad so you don't have to punish or do that kind of stuff so she just has always had this jealousy and especially I think because she realizes how similar me and you are I think even our temperaments even my Mimi will say that all the time oh, yeah. she's like y you just answered that the way I would imagine your dad saying something yeah. I'm like she yes I, I bet yeah, yeah. I, I oh, she too. absolutely hates it but let, it's, well let me just get this out there right uh, now I do not blame your mother for a second no you've never said a bad thing about hating my guts i never will no you never, I never have. will you never have she's done an amazing job and she should hate me because <laughs> we've gotten to have this great life mm -hmm. yeah it's been a lot of fun i think if i would give anybody and obviously i mean it's, it's been about since i've gotten a little older it's been tougher just because of school and work and every especially living you know so far away yeah but um you know, like just those trips, like making those big moments matter because sure. that's the kind of and I mean, everything my mom and John have done for me my whole life will always matter to me, too. Of course, but they're those memories that I will always have because well, kind of two we, separate things, because right? we were long. Yeah, for sure. Because there's the being there every day and then there's the making 
my life special, you know, kind of thing. Like the sure. people who build you up and then somebody who does this awesome thing that gets you to a cool place you've never been to before. Sure. And making those memories. Because both are equally as important. Well, and I kind of took on that role specifically because that's that, that was what was available to me, mm-hmm. A. And B, it was the only way I was going to be able to give something that I thought was that important because mm-hmm. I sure as shit was not going to be able to provide you with the five-bedroom house and the nice car and the, the fancy college education. Mm-hmm. I was going to, all right, this is all the other shit that I can show you. Exactly. So it was my. It was very important that I make that as special as mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. No, and and you uh, did a great um, job. I think being part of the skydiving world was part of that. I I wanted you to see, this is what else is out here. This is what people do, all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. The great part about that was when you decided, nope, I want to go to college and do this, and you graduate with honors, and I want to go to law school, and you graduate with honors. (laughs) You chose that. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that you chose that because you had to. You knew there were other options, Mm -hmm. which is why I think it's fantastic. And even though I fucking hate lawyers... I'm ridiculously proud of you and the choices that you've made because they're your choices. You know, if you had chosen to be a skydiver, I probably would have been horrified, but I would have supported you. Yeah. Um, your mother would have fucking killed us both. Oh my God. I don't, I don't even, think that was ever an option. I don't even want to imagine. I don't even want to imagine. <laughs> well, like I, I chose what was, I chose what was presented to me before me that gave me the best options. At well, least, yeah. I'll never forget the the. I think the one and only time you got in a proper argument with your mom, and called me and said, "I think I want to come live with you." How'd that feel? Amazing oh, and yeah. horrifying. Oh all God, at the same all time. at once. <laughs> I took a deep breath and I went. Obviously, I can't say no. Yeah. But your mother will hunt me down oh and find a million different ways to have me killed. So she is I, Liam Neeson. Like, oh, yeah. She is Liam Neeson if she wants to. Oh, yeah. She's insane. Took so two. I, I remember vividly, I took a deep breath and I took went, of course you can come live with me. But I think you should take a deep breath. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. all I could think was, obviously, this is just you guys having a spat. Yes, mother-daughter. And, yep. and B, no, there will be a lot of blood if this happens. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. It would... It would. So now, uh, looking at all of this, now you guys have both made a couple of jumps. You're both kind of working your way into what you're going to do, at least for a while when you're grown-ups now. You're both grown-ups now. Uh, oh, yeah, is I guess so. something like skydiving something you would pursue as uh, a pastime? I mean, did you enjoy those jumps enough that down the road you're going to be like, hey, I, I think I want to learn how to do that? I think eventually I would totally, I'd have to get my confidence up because I really enjoy, because obviously I've known you my whole life and mm. I know, love and trust you. So anybody else who is, who do, who does what you did, I trust them because I know they're doing this all day, every day, that they don't want to die, mm. that they're going to keep me safe. So that's why I still, and also you're helping them make their living, which is nice as well because sure. you're using their services. Yeah, but. Sure. It's. It would definitely be a very cool and like independent and freeing moment to do it myself. But I would. I would have to be real confident packing that shoot because I don't. Yeah, that's the, ooh. That's the tough and even just the pulling it myself. I mean, I know that after I, you'd give like detailed explanations and all that, but it's just still that moment of will I freeze the fuck right. up and will I not be able to do it? So that's why I enjoy having someone strapped to my back. But no, I can, I will pursue every cool place I go. I want to skydive. Fair enough. As you say, yeah. no matter the hours of training and everything, just, I don't know if I could trust myself to be like the badass in that moment <laughs> of like, 
I pull my own cord and then safely shoot down to sure. the ground, you know? So, like, the idea of going alone is a little terrifying. I probably wouldn't, but I can say I was a little ruined for the first time because I was strapped to a 6'7 Swedish man who held me in his chest like a baby in a Bjorn. <laughs> And I landed so perfectly, like, with him. You know, I didn't even touch the ground, yep. like, yeah. with him. And we had a great time. And, yeah, just, like, knowing that someone very experienced who, like, after is going to hit the ground is going to go right back immediately with somebody else and do this again. Sure. Is strapped to your back. Like, that, it's so safe. And it kind of helped me enjoy the experience sure. a little bit more. Sure. Falling through the air and being like, and thinking, like, oh, my own life is in my own hands. Right. Would kind of be like, take, you know, I mean... I'm not going to be able to take in the scenery. And of course, like the first place that we jumped was so amazing. Right. And even the second place out in Vegas, like over the, the mountains and the desert and oh, stuff God. like, yeah, yeah, just being on my own. I don't know if I'd be able to enjoy sure. it that much. Sure. See, tandem instructors, you have an amazing job. You give this great gift to people. Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> now, Shouts Bailey, I them. bet you, you'd be able to do it only because when we did our safari in Africa, mm -hmm. your idea, I'll remind you, was to go make a bungee jump over Victoria Falls. Oh, yeah. And I agreed to do the bungee jump. Yes. And we walk across the bridge, oh. and we're getting strapped up on the bungee jump, and the closer we get, the more nervous you're getting. Oh, God, yeah. And so I have to go first. Yes. And I'll never forget, I'm just about to jump. So I'm turned around, and I'm going to jump off backwards just so I can watch you. And just before I jump, you flip me off and say, fuck you. <laughs> and then you fell. And then I jump, and I'm like... <laughs> I'm really not sure how I feel about that. I'm laughing, of course. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious that she did that. But knowing she was terrified, pissed off, and I'm sure you've seen this, Chris, she's just not fucking happy as they're no. strapping her up. She's walking out to the end not happy. Again, she flips me off and says, fuck you, and she jumped. Yeah. So I know you could do it. Oh, yeah. I know you got the stones yeah. to do it. I have no yeah, doubt about that. I feel like that. she could. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I get scared, I get mad. Well, at, at even least, though it was my idea, I was like, fuck you for, in my head, it was basically like, fuck you for letting me do this. Yeah, <laughs> it was your idea the whole time, I too. Know, I know, and I'm so happy I did it. It I, was, I'll tell you what freaked me out. It was the life vest they, like, put around your neck, but there was nowhere to pull. Like, this thing was just, once you hit the water, it inflates. And I was like, oh, so we aren't even going to be. Yeah, just in case believe. this bungee snaps, this life vest is going to keep the body floating. Yeah. It would have been the duct This is for, for discovery, yeah. not for, you know, aid. Oh, <laughs> the, no, the freaky part is that the padding around your uh, ankles is just towels. Towels. and duct tape. And towels and, like, well, like, like Velcro. Uh, like, yeah, really yeah. strong just, Velcro. They just, but, but then again, I mean, you break down skydiving, and skydiving is a bunch of nylon and string. I know, but the rocks yeah, are right yeah. there. Is if you can get a semi graceful. I down, agree. I but agree. The rocks were right there, but no, it was it was one of those where I, sc I screamed the entire way down, and the moment I felt it pull back up, I was laughing my fucking ass. Off. Yep, yep, <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff. So now you're through law school. Mm -hmm. You graduated with honors. Mm -hmm. High five, by the way. Thank you. Amazing. Um, you take the bar in August. July. July. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next couple of months are an ass kicking. Yeah. As you study for the bar. Yes, um, absolutely. How do you think you're going to do? I fucking hope I pass. That's all I want. No, no, no. I, I want pass. more confidence than that. How are you going to do? I will pass. You're going to fucking I ace it. Pass. You're going to do amazing. And then you're going to be an attorney that makes a shitload of money. And if Please. you decide to, you can go out and become a skydiver. That would be awesome. Awesome. I'll be, yeah. A skydiving lawyer. Awesome. Sky a skydiving lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. Absolutely. There See, go. there you go. I mean, who doesn't need a niche? Right. Here's my niche. How right? cool would your ads be, too? I'm just... 
like you know, skydiving and they're just makes filming. them pretty cool <laughs> really as, as long as i get to fly the plane we're good oh 100 well guys thank you very much for taking the time to be on the podcast we're sitting on the coast in oregon enjoying i don't get to enjoy quite as much as you guys <laughs> But enjoying and talking to the fucking daughter and the fucking boyfriend Ooh. on the podcast with the fucking pilot. Yeah. Guys. Blue skies. Blue skies. See ya. See ya. See ya. And there you have it. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void brought to you as always by, and say it with me, fuck yeah, NZ Aerosports. Head to nzaerosports.com by Pussfoot. That's right, head to Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective, and check out everything they've got to offer. By SummitParachuteSystems.com, Jarrett Martin and the family cranking out amazing pilot rigs, as well as incredible rigging courses. And now joining the Lunatic team, it's the one and only Tony Suits. You know them, you love them. Head to TonySuit.com, check out all the amazing standards, as well as the new incredible signature line they've got going on. And as for us, the Lunatic Fringe is now on YouTube. That's right, you're going to have the chance to put faces to the audio by heading to YouTube.com and looking up the Lunatic Fringe Podcast. It's easy. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, check out all the amazing videos from the previous guests that we've had, as well as new and upcoming interviews on video. As always, I am the fucking pilot. Head to thefuckingpilot.net or princesspilot.com. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time around.